The Breakdown Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies telling you what you need to know regarding politics breaking it down politics and welcome to another politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies Mert go ahead and do your thing all right. Can you hear me, Blue? Loud and clear, sir. I know it's an unprofessional thing for somebody to say when you do a podcast, when we're doing this for as long as we've been doing it, but we kind of had to do this guerrilla style today because <laughs> I had to resurrect my, my Anchor FM podcast. I was hard to, you know, had to be sure we were good to go. So well, The crazy thing is this is the most optimal I've heard your mic ever using the app directly. How do I sound? You sound great. Yeah. I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> wow, because even when we use the Zoom or we use the uh, free teleconference.com, it doesn't sound like the, the, the mics are you know adequate across the board. But here, I feel like I sound adequate, and you sound absolutely amazing, sir. Well, thank you. <laughs> we should start using this more often, then. There you go. So, all right. But we're just going to jump right into it, because I, I'm going to say this. Today's show may be a bit haphazard only because with so much going on, it was so hard to get a lot of writing done. But I'm just going just to jump into the meat and potatoes of the day. Uh, usually we tape on Mondays. And I Monday, Monday evening, I ended up going to go vote. And I got to tell you, you know, I, I hyped myself up for it. And yes, I voted for Joe Biden. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. And I had to hype myself up for it. And I didn't want to lie like like all my centrist friends are lying. And they're like, well, according to the nonpartisan, blah, 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 Kamala Harris is the most progressive member of Congress. And I'm like, based on what? You know, I'll talk about Kamala in a second. But I went there and um, me and my friend, we were online for about, I'd say about 20 minutes before we got in. You know, the only snafu I had is that when they were printing out my my forms, the printer jammed. So, uh, you know, we had to wait like five minutes for the dude to come up and unjam the printer. But other than that, it was a pretty smooth process. You know, I got in, I, I voted, I got out. They gave me a pen, free pen, you know, and I got my little sticker and I took my picture and I was just like, democracy, bitches, you know. And I was like, yeah, I voted, finally got it out of the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Uh, hmm. uh, uh, uh. I woke up the next day and I was just like, nah. You want to throw up in your hand, huh? Basically, because I voted for Bernie Sanders in the midterms. Correct. When I voted for Bernie Sanders, like that next day, you woke up feeling like, you know what? I think this is going to be it, man. I think this is where we this is where we turn the corner. And this is where we really start to make things happen, you know? Right. And then, of course, Obama pulled the football away from us and we, you know, flew up in the air like Charlie Brown and landed flat on our backs. And now, mm-hmm. I, and now I had to vote for old Joe Biden. Oh. Old is the key word. I, I'm not going to say old is in his age because, I mean, I'm a Bernie Sanders fan and Bernie Sanders is about as old as Joe Biden. You know, 
So shit, he looked like he about twice as old. <laughs> heart attack at all, but he's still out there doing his thing, man. God bless him. But um, he reminds me of that guy on the monsters, like a little squinchy little man. Basically, <laughs> <laughs> like he's a, like he's like he's the head warlock in the coven of witches or something like. That. Right. Listen to me. Free healthcare for all, damn it. <laughs> Even if I have to create it out of thin air, inkly binkly bink, but. Like like that trillion dollar bailout, right? <laughs> uh, oh my god! But um, <laughs> I, I I didn't really feel the same the next day. Like I woke up and I was just like, I just felt like, you know that that song from the Smashing Pumpkins. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in the cage. I felt like I can't say that I do know that song. I'm black. You probably yeah, do. Yeah, you probably yeah. don't know that shit. <laughs> You probably heard it and just didn't know it was Smashing Pumpkins. <laughs> but that's how I felt that day. Pretty sure I didn't hear uh, it. Ben, ben, have you voted already? Yes, I have. All right. I'm not going to ask who you voted for because I, I told my nephew, like, if people ask you who you vote for, just tell me, like, fuck you. That's who I voted for. Like, don't tell people who you voted for. It's just not, it's not worth the trouble. It, it, it's just that worth the trouble. But I was just telling them I voted on Monday and then I woke up the next day and I was just like, nah, I'm not feeling this, you know. I'm going to vote tomorrow what, or wait, Friday. Wait, you weren't feeling going to vote, so you said I'll do it another day? Well, I, you know, I was waiting on a friend of mine to go vote. And um, finally we got to go vote on Monday because I was supposed to vote last. I even took time off early on Friday to go vote. And ended up, we ended up not going. And then we were supposed to go Sunday and it rained all day. And then she was like, yeah, we'll definitely go Monday after work. And Monday after work, she picked me up and we went to go vote. And it was, and like I said, it was, it was a pretty smooth process. We were online for maybe 20 minutes before we got in, you know, no, no shenanigans, no people standing around with guns, no poll watchers. There was this one little old lady trying to hand out, um, cause when I first get in, there's an old man sitting there, there's an old black dude. And he had the, um, the, the the cheat sheets for the for the Democrats, right? So you know we we took our sheets, and then when we got closer, there was another woman, and she had more cheat sheets. And I was like, oh, we got them from the guy up front. And then there's this old, there's a little white lady. She's like, do you want a Trump uh, Republican? And I was like, no, thank you, ma'am. Like we were just being polite. Like no, thank you. <laughs> she had a she had a fat stack of them. Like everybody else was running out. She just has like a whole. You know, it looks like when you first buy printed paper and it comes in that thick sheet, like that's what she had in her hand. You know, I mean, I, 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 I live in Cary and I, I'm not going to say like Cary's like Trump country. It's 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 a mixed bag. But I'll, I'll probably say like more like Trump is more like a Johnson County thing than a Wake County thing. You know, we're about to freaking move to Mooresville. More, Moreville, Moreville, or something with an M. Okay, you right up the street from us. You be in, you you'll be in between him and in between me. Yeah. Um. But I, 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 you know, my my friends are just like. They say I'm too emotional, and I and I guarantee, if I was a woman, they would say I was hysterical. I but, would have to agree. <laughs> but I would. In, in, in their in their minds, voting is just like I am a robot. I will cast my vote. Bleep bleep. Lord. 
Like that's not how it works because the passion is what gets the people out into the streets. The passion is what gets you texting your people and telling them, yo, have you voted? Because I looked you up on the website and you're not registered. Let's go. I'll take you there. You don't have a car? Why? Well, Uber. Wait, a, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did you just say? Looking people up and checking to see if they registered to use their Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know you could do that, but I did see an ad by Biden. Or what was, I mean, I don't yeah, know you could do that. They recently said you could do that. They can't tell who you voted right. for. They can just tell that you voted. So I believe that, that even though common people can't say, just listen, that no, that you actually voted. That's the scary you? part. Yeah, you can look people up. Like you, can, you can look them up by name, and then it'll tell you. Uh, so I can't even lie. I'm like, yeah, I voted. And you just don't, Felipe. Blue, well, man, like, I'm like, lying ass. It, you can look me up, but it's probably, it's probably not. It's probably not there yet because it's my mail-in vote for for New York. Right. Well, well, put it like this: the site that I was looking on, it was uh, it was it didn't tell you who like if you voted or not. It just tells you if you're registered. Oh, but I yeah. I heard a internet. I saw a commercial recently, and you know I don't even watch TV, so it was very rare I, I get to see a commercial, and it said we can't tell. I mean. We can't tell who you voted for, but we can tell that you voted. Your friends and neighbors can tell that you voted. So please vote. And I was like, damn, I got to vote now. I can't be talking shit. <laughs> and I just started looking at my friends, and luckily they were all registered. And I told my nephew, he goes uh, to App State, and I was telling him, you know, I mean, don't be a, don't be a bugaboo about it, but just look them up and be like, hey, you know, uh, have you registered yet? So if not, you know, I'm going that way. <laughs> I'll go with you and register. He voted on the first day because there were no lines on that first day. So he went to go, he went to go vote early that, you know, that first day. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just glad he's, he's very, you know, civic minded. Like he's not, he's not confrontational, but he'll do his civic duty. And that, that's a good thing. I don't have to, I don't have to nag him to vote, you know? He was, you know, he's 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 on it, but you know, I, I was really on the fence about this whole Green Party thing, but I wasn't really feel. I mean, Howie Hawkins is a good dude, but he's no, you know, I, I don't know. I, I couldn't really go Green Party this year, but I wasn't going to leave it blank. And I'm definitely not voting Libertarian because <laughs> Libertarians are just basically just failed Republicans. And I definitely wasn't voting Constitution Party, whatever the hell that is. So I don't even know what that was. It was either, I seen it. I'm like, oh, Constitution. What's that mean? <laughs> I, I was just like, and and they've been around for a while. This I think this is just the first time they've been on the ballot on North Carolina since I've been in North Carolina, which has been about uh, 13, 14 years. I'd never seen them on the ballot before. But they they popped the seen ballot one, this year. You seen one wing on the bottom? The Jorgen, Joe Jorgen, Rogan, Rogan, somebody with a J. You, what was that Joker's name? You talking about Joe Rogan? Joe Jorgen, Joe, Joe? No, it was a person that was on a ballot. Crazy. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Jorgen something. Say something with a J in it. I don't know. I, I may have I may have to pull my ballot because I still I still have my mail in ballot, but now I'm just gonna throw it in the shredder since I already voted. Because I, I I took it just in case something happened and I couldn't go vote. I could still just you know mail in my ballot, but now that I'm going to vote, I could just throw it in the shredder. You know I don't need it. Look on the bottom. It's a Jorgen in there. Something with the J in it. Something. I'm like I should vote for them. I don't like the other two. <laughs> 
but I, 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 I wasn't really feeling Green Party this year, you know. And don't get me wrong, their platform hasn't really changed. But how we? Yeah, to me, they're, 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 I'm not like they're not singing. I don't know. To me, like when they was doing it, they were doing it. Bye, bye, bye. You know, me, you and I, mainly you, but I did get to kiss her on the cheek. Um, AOC um, was all about that, but it's it's, it's like the, the the flavor, the shininess, kind of rubbed off off it. Like it's just, it doesn't feel as shiny anymore. Yeah, you know I mean, that's pretty. Hmm. That's the craziest analogy. <laughs> Well, the shininess, I couldn't think of no other word. I'm not from I'm not from America. You know, we, we, we our words are very limited in comparison. Like we can't find a good match Listen, all the time. Sir, we are not going to sit here and say you are not from America. You are purely Americanized. Please stop using that false narrative. God nope. damn. It. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep using it unless we get away with my broken English. Stupid <laughs> <laughs> been in America for over twenty five some odd years. You are a fully shit, four, American shit, four, forty. Yeah, to be honest with you, fully <laughs> American that thing. Oh man, shit. But I, I you know, <laughs> I, I'll put it like this. You know, John Kerry when he ran in uh, what was it, two thousand four? I voted for John Kerry. I wasn't feeling John Kerry. I didn't really like John Kerry like that, but I voted for him, right? And I didn't feel that hollow feeling I felt, you know, like I did yesterday morning, but it still wasn't like, you know, he was just better than, he was better than Bush. So I voted for him, you know? I couldn't even tell you what his platform was. So the only reason why I don't feel as bad voting for Kerry back then as I did for voting for Joe Biden now is because back then in 2004, I wasn't that hip to the game. You know, I didn't know the inner workings of it. It's like somebody who watches pro wrestling, you know, and not about finding out that it's fake because you'd have to be a moron to think that pro wrestling is real, even when you were a little kid, you know, but finding out all the stuff that goes on backstage, you know, all the people getting undercut, people getting fired, you know, all that other dumb stuff, you know, and it does kind of take the veneer off of it, you know. So now it's just like I just feel like, you know, even though I voted for somebody who's technically better than Trump, I still feel like I lost. And I shouldn't have to feel that way when we had a candidate. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when we had a good candidate who was going to fight for the people without us having to prod him. So now I have to. I, you know, we're fighting against Trump and I have to vote for somebody who I have to fight against as well. That doesn't make any sense. Dirt bag in a dirt bag. Which dirt bag you gonna pick? It's like Lewis Black said. He said the two-party system is basically a bowl of shit looking in the mirror at itself. It really is. Now, I can't do a false equivalence and say that Biden is the same as Trump because he's not. That would be ridiculous. But it's kind of like Somebody saying, hey, do you want melanoma or do you want bone cancer? Yes, bone cancer is pretty much a death sentence, but melanoma can still kill you. Despite the fact that I've, uh, I hate politics, but fucking, like, I've, I've made this analogy before. Like, either you get the, the narcissist or you get the pedophile. Which one do you want? <laughs> I, I, I will say one thing when you mentioned the whole thing about pedophile. There's going to be a sloppy segue. I'm going to be all over the place today because I didn't really I didn't really write much today. When I saw uh, there, there were people interviewing the, the QAnon folks, right? 
And one of them made an accusation like that Tom Hanks was a pedophile. And the guy was just like, the interview was like, well, where's your proof? Right. And then the guy was like, where's your proof that he's not a pedophile? So you you could just make up stuff out of thin air about anybody. And then they have to have the burden of proof, prove that the wild accusations you made against them are not true. That is absolutely insane. Oh my God. Where is it? Oh, I forgot. Oh, I got to redo it. But listen, I, I, I wrote some shit down a few days ago. Mm-hmm. That I still have fucking yet to record my shit. But fucking, uh, we are now Hoover Everything is regurgitated. No ideas, anything of the sort is coming out of somebody. Everything somebody has, somebody has said has been said by somebody else, and they're just regurgitating somebody else. But the thing is, like that QAnon stuff, it kind of works, you know, on the I don't want to say on the simple minded, that's not fair, but they but the way they start off is actually pretty because I mean, put it like this, like right now, QAnon's thing is save the children, right? Who doesn't want to save the children? But that's how they start drawing. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Nope. We're going to stop right there. If you got some bad-ass kids, I ain't saving your ass for nobody. <laughs> I don't give a damn who kids you is. If you got some bad-ass kids, this is me telling you that I'm not going to save your bad-ass kids. I'm going to beat their ass and send them home to you. <laughs> but, you know, QAnon starts with that whole save the children thing, and that's how they draw people in. And then they start, then they take that sharp right and start with all those crazy conspiracy theories. And I'm like, how is QAnon going to call, you know, uh, Tom Hanks a pedophile with zero proof? But you got the videos of Donald Trump hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein doing the doing the pedophile shuffle in the little dance clubs and hanging out on pedophile island with him. Why aren't you going after that guy? And you know what they're saying? They're saying that he's going undercover to break the pedophile ring. I guess he had That's to. Have, I guess he had to have sex with that twelve-year-old in order to find out who's the leader of the cabal. Like I don't, I don't, I have no clue what's going on with QAnon, but I know that, that their their brand of madness works. You know, it works. Like there are a lot of Republicans who believe, and we're talking like 50 percent, who just believe that every Democratic politician is part of a child sex trafficking ring. It it works. Let's see, no, 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 I can't I can't contest to any of that shit. But what I can, can what I can say is is there's always an agenda. An agenda behind an agenda for an agenda. Everybody's got a motherfucking agenda. Yeah. I mean speaking of agendas, look at what happened with Amy Coney Barrett, right? Who? Who's fucking name that? Oh, uh, she just got appointed to the Supreme Court. She's taking Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. That is a fucked up name. Say that name again. Amy Coney Barrett, and that middle name is C O N E Y. I don't know if that's like her maiden name. I don't know if that's her maiden name or her middle name, but you know, it sounds like a fucking like you you about to order a hot dog or some shit like that. Can I get a Coney Barrett? <laughs> relish, some ketchup, mustard. Now, some beans. You figure, right? 
the Supreme Court is supposed to be, even though they're appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate, they're supposed to run separately from the other branches. With Donald Trump, all that went out the window. Because now, like the Justice Department, who's supposed to run separately, they are basically Donald Trump's law firm. That's how they're acting right now. Bill Barr got the job because he basically told Donald Trump, yo, I'm your man. You Something happens, you let me know. I'll take care of it. That's how he got the job. Now I'm saying it, you know, off kilter, but that's basically how he got the job because he told Trump, you know, I'm, I'm your guy. I will protect you. He's not supposed to do that. Matter of fact, a judge recently blocked the Justice Department. And I was going to talk about that more uh, probably on Saturday because I wanted to find out more about that actual lawsuit. But Donald Trump is facing a defamation lawsuit from like a couple of decades ago. Right. And um, the Justice Department stepped in because they were saying that even though that happened, you know, a couple of decades ago, because she brought that suit up now that the Justice Department can go ahead and defend Donald Trump on this. And one of the other uh, superior courts were just like, no, that's not how it works. That's absolutely not how it works. Statues of limitations are just out the window. Well, that's why they're doing a defamation suit. So the sexual harassment, you know, the sexual assault or sexual harassment or whatever she was charging with, yeah, that um, that's basically out the window. She can't she can't sue for that. But as far as like the the defamation thing, because I think Trump said something about her, uh, that she can sue for. And the Justice Department tried to step in. Now I figure like this, to me, and this is just my my view of it. If the Justice Department stepped in, there may have been something to it. Because if it was a if it was a nothing burger, Justice Department would be like, I'm not wasting my time on this. We'll let we'll let we'll let the, the normal lawyers handle it. But if they saw what was going on and they jumped in, especially so close to an election, you know, because they figure if they jump in, they'll just kind of squash it. You know. Because nobody wants to go up against a whole army of a whole army of lawyers, especially an army of lawyers who who are on the federal payroll. So I actually had people who were not not anybody on my friends list, but you know, like when you have uh, friends who are part of uh, different Facebook groups, like if they're if they're on Axios or uh, Huffington Post or something like that. Like if they like a page, it'll show up on your feed and then they'll also be in the comments. And I, re- yeah. I was reading some of these comments and there are actually some people who were just like, well, well, I know that Trump appointed Amy Coney Barrett, but, you know, I'm just going to call her Amy. I'm not going to say her whole stupid ass name all night. Yeah, I know Trump appointed Amy, but she's a Supreme Court justice and she's going to do her job to the extent of the law. And what happened? I don't even think it was a day later. After she was confirmed, she was at a, a a Trump campaign event at the White House. That in itself is against the law because he's not supposed to have campaign events at the White House. We were talking about this on the show um, last week. When people call for donations, they can't call for donations in federal buildings. So they have office buildings across the street where they go and make those calls. But they can't make those calls from, the, from their office in the Capitol because that's illegal. You can't do that. Lindsey Graham calling for donations during the, uh, during the confirmation hearings is illegal. But the problem that you have is what are they going to do about it? 
here here's if if if, if here's here's what I think here's my opinion. My opinion is it if if Trump gets out of office, he's got a whole ass load of lawsuits coming his way. Not just lawsuits. I mean, Trump had a whole ass load of lawsuits before he even got in there. <laughs> he had over a thousand lawsuits, a lot of them for people who he didn't pay. No, we're talking about like criminal. Uh, yeah, listen, Trump might be the first president in history to either, he, if he gets out of office, to get prosecuted and put in prison. Put it like this You ever watch a movie called Snake Eyes with Nicolas Cage? Probably not. Nicholas, in that movie, Nicholas Cage was a dirty cop who gets called on to a high profile assignment by his friend who was in the military. Now, his friend in the military, and it was, he was played by Gary Sinise. He picked Nicholas Cage because he knew that he was a dirty cop and he would look the other way. Right. But Nicholas Cage picked that moment to be uh, to be a hero. Right. And toward the end of the movie, before everything went down, Gary Sinise was trying to tell him, he was like, look. This is not going to work the way you thought it was going to work. You know, yeah, you may become a hero, but you know what? They're going to dig into your life. They're going to find out that you're a dirty piece of crap and they're going to nail you to the wall. And that's exactly what happened. You know, Nicolas Cage, you know, he, he foiled the plot and they gave him like his little awards. And next thing you know, he was all up in the papers for all of his, you know, dirty deeds as a dirty cop. And by the end of the uh, by the end of the movie, he was turning himself in to go to prison. Now, Donald Trump is not a hero, right? But he is dirty. And a lot of this stuff was flying under the radar because he was just a rich white dude. And now he's the president. And now all of his dirty deeds are coming to light. And now they're starting to, you know, now uh, Southern State of New York, they figure, oh, you think you, you, think you moved to Florida? You're going to escape from us? No, we're still going to get you. They're just waiting till he's till he's no longer under Bill Barr's protection and they're going to arrest him. That's why he's trying so hard to get reelected, because if he gets another four years, then some of those more major crimes, their statute of limitations will pass. So he'll still have a whole bunch of lawsuits, but a lot of those criminal charges, he may skate on them because he'll still have Bill Barr to protect him. So it's absolutely insane. Like if if I put that through as an episode of uh, what was that show that was on Netflix with Kevin Spacey, where he was like the the crooked politician. God, no. I don't know not coming to mind. But if if I pitched that as an idea for the show, they'd be like, "Get out of here! That's stupid. No one's going to believe that." <laughs> and yet. You know, you got real life happening and it's it's the most insane thing in the world. Now, you figure Trump has a 6-3 majority in the Supreme Court. Trump's plan is basically, listen, we're going to have all of our Republican troglodytes try to stop all these ballots from being counted, all the mail-in ballots. Right. And try to call everything on Election Day. Now, that may not work in Trump's favor because early voting has been breaking records. Like you got people out in Texas standing on long lines. That's why their governor, Greg Abbott, that's why he was just like, look, you can only have one drop off spot per county. Not per town, per county. Now, I will say this. They've been saying for the last 10 years that Texas is going to turn blue 
And I'm like, no, they're not. I'm like, Arizona will turn blue before Texas turns blue. But I figure if they didn't, if the Republicans didn't have that fear, they wouldn't be trying so hard to stifle those uh, those mail-in votes. So there may be something to this. I didn't believe it at all, but there may be something to this. It may just be, you know, maybe maybe they're about to flip and they're trying to stop it. Because when you if you look at um, 2016, right, I don't remember how many points Texas won by, like how many how many points did Trump won Texas by? But it wasn't that convincing. You know, it wasn't like Alabama that where he won by like eight, nine, ten points. He didn't win Texas by that big of a margin as you would expect for such a red state. So there's that fear that Texas is going to turn blue. If Texas turns blue, Republicans have almost no path to victory because they already because New York and California are already solid blue. Right. So you figure the only the only red place, I mean, outside of some places in Long Island, what's Staten Island? You know, they're they're deep red out there. And then some places in Long Island, like Levittown or some places like that. But most of New York is blue. California is deep blue. So if Texas were to turn, they have the second most electoral votes. It would be hard. The only way that they would be able to win is to get all the swing states. Like Ohio, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania wasn't even a swing state until Hillary's dumbass lost it. So, uh, but my, but my problem is this, okay? Let's just say for argument's sake, let's just say Joe Biden wins, okay? For argument's sake, because I don't want to jinx it because I'm not, I'm not watching the polls with everybody's like, oh, well, Nate Silver says, hey, what did Nate Silver say in 2016 again? That Hillary was going to win by in a landslide? How'd that work out? It didn't. So I don't trust the polls. Take your ass out there and vote. I can say that now because I've already voted. (laughs) I can't tell people to run out and vote until I've actually already voted. But, you know, I know in certain places, standing online for hours and on end is going to be horribly uncomfortable. But it's got to be done because the only way Joe Biden is going to win this election is if he is winning on election day. Because if he's winning on election day, then Trump is going to call off his dogs on stifling all those mail-in votes in hopes that the mail-in votes will flip everything over. He's trying to stop the mail-in votes because mail-in votes pretty much favors Democrats. Right? Because Democrats are like, look, I believe in science. I don't want to make people sick or to get sick. So I'm going to do my my mail-in ballot. Right? Republicans are just walking around with no masks on, coughing in people's faces. They don't care. The only life and liberty they care about is their own. You can you can fuck off and die for all they care. All they care about is their own life and liberty. So they're more uh, apt to vote in person, and especially on election day. So Trump is hoping that if enough states uh, are in his, especially, especially the swing states, or in his favor on election day, he can have the Supreme Court tell people to stop counting 
mail-in ballots because every state has their own thing about mail-in ballots and how they're counted. Because some states don't count mail-in ballots until after election day. Now, in the past, mail-in ballots were not, I'm not gonna say that they're not significant, okay? Like, let's just say, let's just say I was running against you, Van, for a uh, public office, for let's say for something important like Senator, right? And let's say that you were beating me by like 12 points, which is a lot, right? If you're beating me by 12 points, they're going to call that on election day. And the reason why they're going to call it on election day is because when you have a mail-in ballot, right, they know how many mail-in ballots are sent out there because you have to request it, okay? So if they know there's not enough mail-in ballots to turn an election, right? And I'm beating you by 12, I mean, or you beating me by 12 points on election day, they're like, all right, well, we're just going to call, we're just going to go ahead and call it, right? But let's just say we're neck and neck. Let's say we're only off by like half a percentage point, right? In most states, that triggers an automatic recount. And in that recount, then they will count all those provisional ballots, right? Because then that can make a difference. But in this case, because there are so many mail-in ballots out there, right? Some states actually had to change how they do uh, mail-in ballots because there are a lot of states who don't count mail-in ballots until after the election. And now they're saying, okay, well now we'll count them as they come in because there's so many of them now, you know? That's why I took that's why I took off most of the week for election day. Because this is not gonna end on Tuesday night. This is gonna be an ongoing thing, and it'll probably be ongoing for a lot more than that. But that's why Trump was so desperate to get Amy into office, you know, into her into her seat. So they'll have that majority. And now with that, they will now have three justices who worked on the George Bush case to steal the election from uh, from Al Gore. So it was basically Amy, it was Brett Kavanaugh, and uh, I forget who the last guy is. I want, I, I want to say John Roberts, don't quote me on that. But there are three justices, Supreme Court justices now who worked on that case for on Bush's side to help him steal that election from Al Gore. And one of the main things that helped him steal it, aside from having his brother be the governor of Florida was they stopped the recount and basically just handed it to George Bush. And it's going to, it's probably going to happen again. So people have to get out and vote early. Early voting is still going on in a lot of places. Like in my own, in our own North Carolina, it's going on until, uh, until Saturday. I think the 31st, the last day. Okay. So I, I will I, I will jump off this depressing subject real quick. I mean, all the subjects are depressing. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more about Ice Cube. And I will say this. I, I got a good friend of mine. You know, he goes by the name of uh, Nat Turner. I grew up with him back in Long Island. So he has his uh, he has his podcast out. And now he has it on um, on YouTube called Waking the Giant, right? 
And uh, he just put out a new episode today, which I'm probably going to watch before I go to bed tonight. You know, so if you get a chance, just look up Nat Turner, Waking the Giant on YouTube. You know, check it out. You know, the brother drops some knowledge. But he was talking about Ice Cube. Right. And his whole situation with uh, with Donald Trump. And I and I, I halfway defended Ice Cube because everybody was calling Ice Cube a sellout. He's not a sellout. That's absolutely not true. Do I think he's misguided? Yeah. But I don't think he's a sellout now. And, and the two things and one of the things that that Odie pointed out was it's basically a, as much. You know, the Democrats failure on this because he put his plan out to Democrats and Republicans and Republicans were like, hey, come here. You know, let, let's talk. And the Democrats are like, yeah, we'll talk to you after the election. Right now. To me, Ice Cube going over to Trump would have worked a lot better in 2017. Not when he's this close to being ousted from office, because all you're doing at that point is giving him the illusion that he gives a shit about black people. When we all know if they're not bringing the dessert tray, he doesn't give a shit about black people. Or if they're not making him money like Mike Tyson and Don King were, he don't give a shit about black people. So he was kind of giving him that, you know, that illusion. And that's what a lot of people, that's what some people were mad about. Other people were just basically not even studying the situation, just calling him a sellout and a Trump fan. That's absolutely not the case. Like, don't, don't even do that. But I will say this. Uh, one thing that my friend talked about as far as Ice Cube goes, and I want to expand on that a little bit more, is Ice Cube was on... Um, Oh God, like I said, I'm not, I, I didn't write a lot of this. I don't have my notes. Uh, Jesus Christ. I watch his show like almost every day and I can't think of his name. <laughs> but he was on, he was on the show and they were asking him uh, questions about his plan. And he was just like, oh, like he didn't know what he's talking about. And my friend's point was, where are the experts in this? Because this is the point where you would just defer to an expert and say, hey, you know, I, I brought so-and-so with me. He or she will break this down for you. Because I know Ice Cube is a good businessman. He does a lot of good business ventures. But here's the thing. Um, when it comes to plans like that, Ice Cube is not going to be my first choice <laughs> to look to for stuff like that. Right, it'd be Dr. Dre, right? What's up? It'd be Dr. Dre, right? <laughs> I don't think it'd be Dre either. But it has to be somebody who knows the stuff back to front that could explain it. I mean, I don't expect it's kind of like expecting uh, Scarlett Johansson to do her own stunts. You know she doesn't do her own stunts. You know, she's just there to look pretty. And then she has somebody else to do the flips, do the, do the flaming hoops or, you know, dodge bullets or what have you. I don't know what God's been told, but when I was in LA and we used to hook up, she used to do all kinds of stunts on me and my brother. <laughs> don't get sued. <laughs> <laughs> this is the season for defamation suits. Don't get sued, my brother. <laughs> that was a joke. I would never ever touch such a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you figure it like this, right? I was watching this video of all these NBA stars that went broke, right? that made a lot of money, like Scottie Pippen, all that other stuff, people who went broke. And, you know, a lot of them spent their money on expensive horse shit and just 
you know, just did a whole bunch of dumb stuff. Allen Iverson, chief among that list. You know, the only person who I felt sorry for, Derek Coleman. You know, he was one of the better power forwards of his day, made a lot of money. He lost most of his money trying to reinvest in his own neighborhood. He's from Detroit. And he lost a lot of his money trying to reinvest, you know, in businesses and housing in his own neighborhood. You know? So I don't know if he just... And, and, and also, that was around the time when um, the housing bubble burst. You know? So some of it wasn't even really his fault. It was just the market just collapsed from under him. You know? Like all these stars who make... All these athletes, I should say who make foundations and then the foundations fail. You know why those found, why a lot of those foundations fail? Because they try to do it themselves. And they don't know shit about running a foundation. I don't know shit about running a foundation. I mean, if I was a pro athlete, you think I'd run it myself? I'm trying to learn these playbooks. I don't got time to watch all this stuff. So you hire people to do it for you. But the problem is who they hire, they hire their friends from their neighborhoods who also don't know what's going on. They just happen to have more time. And these things fail. You got to have some experts in your field before you go on to these endeavors or else it's just not going to work out right. And like I said, a lot of the shit that Ice Cube is getting, he does not deserve it. He's not a sellout. Let's not even go that route. But, you know, my uh, my friend Nat Turner was correct. He should have had experts in on this. You know, because he looked he looked like a buffoon out there. Roland Martin, that's the show he was on. He was on Roland Martin's show. He looked like a buffoon out there. And I felt really bad for him. I didn't feel like a buffoon, like watching like like watching Donald Trump dance the macho man type buffoon. But it was just like you're really cheering for Ice Cube to redeem himself. And he just looked like an idiot out there. And I felt really bad for him because Ice Cube is one of my favorite artists of all time. You know. No, Vaseline is still one of the best diss tracks out there. You know, Death Certificate's one of the best albums, hip-hop albums out there. <laughs> I know, I know I'm, I'm waxing nostalgic here, you know. But it's, you know, I mean, 50 Cent's a whole nother matter. 50 Cent is just a greedy asshole. I never liked 50 Cent. 50 Cent only had one good song. And it was before he dropped his first album. He had a song called How to Rob. Right. And it was and he was talking about robbing all these rap and R&B stars. It was pretty clever. I liked it. You know, and one of my favorite lines on that one, talking about Big Punish, he's like, I robbed Pun without a gun, snatch his piece and run. This dude weighed 400 pounds. How you don't catch me, son? Like, OK, I like this guy. And then his album came out and I was just like, nah. you know, but. Uh, 50 Cent has always been just a greedy asshole. You know, and the fact that he was like, yeah, Trump's a racist, but I'm voting for Biden because look at this whole tax plan. And he was talking about SALT, right? You know what SALT is? It's an acronym. It stands for state and local taxes, right? Guess who doesn't have control over state and local taxes? The president. So why, if you look at that tax rate and that combined tax rate comes out to like 62%, why do you think that Joe Biden has something to do with that if he's the president? You know, so if he wants to leave New York because New York is going to have those horrible taxes for the rich, you know, all horrible to them is great to me. But 
um, that's one thing. But for him to blame Joe Biden, that just shows he has no clue what the hell he's talking about. And to try to, and then here's the thing, you know, he endorsed Trump and then I think he walked back on it because I guess he was getting too much of a backlash. But I, I, I don't understand how people could look at somebody like 50 Cent and just be like, yeah, uh, I'll take his word on it. Because <laughs> 50 is kind of like Trump, but with a few more dollars. I mean, how much was 50 Cent worth at one point? Wasn't he worth like $130 million or something like that? He was worth a lot of money. I can't call it, but he was a rich bitch, but he got sued by um, the other fat nigga out of Miami because he um, put him on the internet fucking this bitch on the couch and he was fat and he wasn't doing shit. He was looking real weak on his dick game and he sued 50 Cent and I think he got like 50 million out of him and now big fat ass, I forgot his name, uh, he used to, he named himself after a, a famous drug dealer out west, but he had to change his name because it was copyright infringement. Oh, so now he calls himself, now he calls himself Piggy Rose. So Piggy Rose, now he's making money moves, but he wasn't making money moves. Let me tell you a little something about Piggy Rose. If you play like Piggy Rose's raps, like back to back, it's basically can be like a rhythm, you know, like a Jamaican rhythm, like it all kind of flows the same on the same beat or whatever. His flow doesn't change like whatsoever. You dig what I'm saying? Right. Now, when he, now, we talk about Rick Ross, was that? No, I said who I said, Piggy Rose. Oh, okay. Because when you talk about Miami and using like a name from a drug dealer, first thing I think of, first part I always think of was Rick Ross. Yeah, I'm talking about this motherfucker called Piggy Rose. I think we're talking about the same person. You just okay. naming him wrong. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a like a juicy smolier thing. (laughs) Right, exactly. exactly. Justice for juicy. Um speaking of juicy, where where Van at? Oh he dipped. Okay. Okay. (laughs) But um I look at it like this, right? You have uh it's kind of hard to call it when you talk about Republicans in general, right? Because mm-hmm. cause you look at it as these guys are always out there, you know, with their American flags, you know, they got American flag underwear, American flag t-shirts, American flag plates for their hot dogs and their apple pie, and they're talking about America, and they're just a bleed America all day long, and they're terrified of democracy, and they're terrified of democracy because they know that if people actually come out to vote, they'll be obsolete. So they do everything in their power to suppress democracy. So when you talk about somebody like Donald Trump being a law and order president, but he's breaking laws as we speak by holding campaign events in the White House, how is he a law and order president? Because does that mean you need to follow the laws? There you go. Because I'm really not feeling this app because we can't mute ourselves. I'm feeling some kind of way. It makes me irritated. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna ask that we we make the most pertinent last talking segment and call it a day. I apologize, but mm-hmm. I just it's just too much going on in this train and I can't mute the mic and and then when I turned when I pulled out this mic and put in another mic, it, it didn't allow me to speak at all anymore. So I had to come on another account more than therapy dot org. And um yeah, you would think as, Van, as long as this app has been out, 
the host at least should be able to mute somebody. You know what I'm saying? Right. What if you get like a a flamer or a, a, a scammer or something and he just pollutes the line? You can't even kick nobody off if I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I guess they just assume that everybody on there is going to be on the level. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad assumption. Exactly. In this day and age, yeah. But I, I, I will say this before we wrap up. Uh, make sure you vote. And if you can still request a mail-in ballot, right, always check your state website, okay? Don't go by what's on Facebook or on Twitter. Check your can state North website. Can North Carolina still get it or are we out? As far as the mail, as far as turning them in, yeah, but as far as getting them, I think that deadline is passed. So they're not like a, they're not like at the post office or something like I can pick some up and give them to some digit some indigent people like no, homeless people. No, because you have to actually uh, request it. You have to send in the request for it because they usually they they mail you the the thing and you have to fill it out and send it to them and then they send you the ballot. Oh man! Yeah, and like I, I said, put- and like I said, that's how they know how many ballots are out there. I got you. So, yeah, I think that time has passed, but you could still go to your polling place and turn them in. Like when I walk. That's right. Because if you don't vote this week, you have to vote. If you don't vote in, early vote this week, you will, you will have to vote in person next week. Yeah. The third is next Tuesday. Yes. So I, mean, I don't know if you want to do that. I mean, I want you to vote regardless, but it's best to vote when there's less people. Yeah. You know, and it it seems to be like the best time to go for early voting if you go on this week is like after five o'clock. Because like I said, we only spent like twenty minutes there. You know, but uh, I have a friend of mine. Like I said, she voted. Uh, she was on track out from school, so she voted. She voted in the morning, and she was online for two and a half hours. Now keep mm-hmm. in mind that was like when early voting first. Started. Oh, but that was track out. So there's a lot of people like her that was in the same predicament. Hey, let's vote today. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I went after you know after five o'clock and uh like I said, we were in and out in a little less than half an hour. You know. That's what's up. I'm gonna vote. You know, I think I'm gonna commit to voting tomorrow. And just like I was telling one of the homies, Dr. Tracy Phillip, your friend. My, my good buddy. <laughs> I was like, this is the one time that I really, really I could throw the ball either way. It could be for Trump, it could be for Biden, but the lesser by just a tenth of a hair is Biden. Biden and Harris, unfortunately. Yeah. Because this is one thing. Even though Biden won't be as corrupt, we think, as you know, Trump appears to be, that's not what I fear. It's not the president, it's the position itself that I fear. I fear the aftermath at the at this level. Like the the, the Proud Boys and the Klan and whoever else and the impact it can have at the, the level, the local levels. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think it's going to really mess us up too bad in the East, even though we live in one of the states that cater to Trump. We don't really see a lot of that, per se, in the urban areas where we live. The rural areas, maybe a little bit more. There were a couple hangings this year. But that Midwest, ooh, it's going to be... I think it's going to get lit up pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Michigan, they passed the law. Now, I don't know if they passed the law or if they turned one down, but you're allowed to show up at the polling places with, with your guns. Why would you need a gun to go to a polling place and vote? I know here in Durham, that's Durham, North Carolina, um, several officers went to um, vote and they were turned away at the polls because they thought that it presented a menacing presence for someone to come at the polling place with guns. I I always love how cops don't 
see how they're intimidating. Right. Like they're just like, well, I'm just doing my job. That'd be like if I dressed up as a, as a clown, you know, with a scary face and I had a windowless van. And then parents are just like afraid of me. And I'm like, why are you so afraid of me? You got no, you forgot about the red balloon hanging out, dude. You forgot about the red balloon. <laughs> <laughs> Handing out candy like Penny, like, take this. No need to be afraid. <laughs> Hot Georgie. <laughs> I haven't even seen the new one. I'm gonna have to sit down. I think it's on HBO. I'm gonna have to sit down and try to catch it. You know, to be honest, I don't remember the, watching the first one, to be honest with you. Hit me up after the show. I, I got I got a copy of it. So if it's not on HBO, I, I'll hook you up. But bet that, bet that. But but part two, you could just skip part two. Really? Yeah, part two was trash. Now what about you? Got Pet Cemetery, the newer one? I think I do. Yeah, let me get that. Go ahead and drop that somewhere. Okay. I appreciate you. That's not a problem. All right, all right, all right. Well, that concludes another episode of the Urban Breakdowns. Dun 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 dun. Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. You can find hit shows such as Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies, 360 Degrees, A Man's Perspective, and whenever Mercedes get off her ass, he says, she said. <laughs> and that's the Urban Breakdown Podcast, available on all streaming podcasts. And whenever we have special guests, we are also on YouTube. But we don't put every episode on YouTube because what's the point? We're a podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs>